Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Chris Fliss. Chris, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Let's do this. Chris is a CFP. He is the founder and owner of Resilient Asset Management, and he is a veteran of the United States Navy. I'm excited to have you on, and thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. If you would tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so I was raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. We moved there when I was five. Uh, I graduated from uh, Little Rock Catholic High School for, for boys in 1991. It's in its 90th year this year. Uh, I was accepted to the U.S. Naval Academy in 19, uh, excuse me, after graduating and graduated in 1995. Uh, from there, I was commissioned as an incident in the United States Navy, went to flight school, and I flew F-18 Hornets so for uh, well over over 10 years. And in my time in the Navy, I lived in uh, Japan for six years, Australia for three years, Guam for three, and I finished my last tour here in Memphis, Tennessee after uh, 21 years uh, in the Navy. Uh, about five years before I, I retired, I knew I wanted to be a, a financial planner. This was a seed that was planted at a lecture I went to in my high school uh, back in, in the early 90s. And I remember being introduced into compound interest at that lecture. And once you hear that, you either, you either get it or, or, or you don't. There's not a, you don't really sort of incrementally appreciate compound interest. Um, before I left the Navy, I took and passed the CFP exam in uh, late November of 2015. And then I founded my financial planning firm in, in 2016 here in Memphis and earned my uh, CFP marks a little bit earlier uh, this year. Well, congratulations on that, obviously. And I appreciate uh, when when people have the foresight to when the light turns on or however you want to describe it, that, that, that you want to get into the industry and and help people to, to understand what, 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 what can be kind of complicated and, and confusing things. So... Would love to. Uh, would love to hear a little bit about some of the lessons that you took from your 21 years in the Navy. Um, if there's just some of the big lessons that you think have served you in your other endeavors since since you retired. Well, being in the Navy and, and being a, a professional pilot, you learn um, how important it is to adhere to routines, checklists, those, those kind of things, and how you have to incorporate safety and backup systems and survivability into all the things that you, that you do. And the other part about the military is that you meet a lot of really great people uh, in every branch of the military, but the Naval Aviation has a unique uh, cut of society that is just a really remarkable group of folks to be around. And that forces you to raise uh, the bar on your yourself uh, as you as you go through 
And then there's the principles of you know, dedication, service to one's country, giving back, thinking about um, so like a, a group of people and a mission that's beyond uh, yourself. And as you go through the military, there's not a day where you just say, oh, I'm a, I'm a dedicated American now. It just sort of um, happens over the course of time. And then when, when you look back on it, when you're finished, you're like, wow, this was a, a career in time that was very well spent. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. So interesting. Yeah, I suppose you don't wake up one day and say, "Oh, t- today's the day that I became a dedicated American." Right? It's all been, it's all been. I, I've been it the whole time, but it, it's certainly probably been a process. So, exactly. Well, not and not every day is uh, is is the best day of, of your life in the military. You spend a lot of time um, doing some things that are that are difficult, but uh, most things. Uh, that are rewarding in life have some degree of, of difficulty associated with them. And the, uh, the military is no different. Um, but like I said, in the end, you look back and you, and you leave with, with some valuable uh, uh, experiences and training for yourself, but you also hold on to those bonds that you forged while you were, were in the military. And most of my best friends are uh, people that I met while I was in the military. Got it. So, how do you take that idea of not every day is going to be an awesome day and things that are worth doing and having are going to be hard and then apply that to, to financial planning, financial success? Well, professionally, when I started my firm, uh, it was like, it was like late 2016 when things kind of started rolling. So, and my son was also born, uh, in May of that, of that year. So, you start off on your own and no experience in the industry, uh, although I did have some academic uh, you know, training and, and, and had to pass the CFP exam, but um, no clients, no, no revenue. Um, that can be some very, very dark days. Um, and then when you go home and you're dealing with a, basically a newborn child uh, that kind of you know, compounds. So discipline, dedication, you know, things I learned in the military, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and, and things just start of, sort of start to unfold and get better as time you know goes on. You get more more experience and comfortable talking to people. And the way that I like to do financial planning, I like to have a large, very um, high degree of service to the folks uh, with whom I work. So that compounds over time. And then here it is three years later, and it's a um, a, a robust, sustainable practice. And it just takes some time for it to sort of come into its own, but it, but it does, it, it came from a very, very humble and dark beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And from a, from a, for lack of a, just from a, from a client's perspective or, or a consumer's perspective, you know, you can be in, in, in dark, can dark, lousy places where, you know, doing the things, taking these small bites of getting out of debt or whatever it is 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 not fun and it can seem kind of hopeless so how do you how how do you start with that is it just taking small bites is it having a big goal yeah so one of the most important things i think as a financial planner is you have to meet your clients where they are not everybody is going to be high earning not everyone is going to have a mountain of assets uh but for every situation, there is probably something that, that the person can do to make their 
financial circumstances better. That may be as easy as just saving $10 a month when they weren't saving before, because uh, I don't have to tell you uh, 10 is a lot higher than zero sure. when it comes to saving. Um, if they have uh, student loan debt or credit card debt or something that is making their, causing them a pain point in their you know financial life, they have to make a positive um, attempt and to to address that and to make that that problem smaller and then as you start to address it then over time it just it start you start to whittle away on it and then you can move on to other things um so you have little successes with things that are causing the most uh you know financial stress to uh, folks right and that's that's what really life is all about is taking those small bites and putting one foot in front of the other which 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 you said and then things do start to to for lack of a better term, kind of click a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but it is important to start with the end in mind and to have correct goals. Absolutely. And it's not realistic. You know, it's, there's a lot of analogies between, uh, you know, physical fitness um, and your health and your finances. If you are, you know, haven't been exercising and you're, you know, have other you know, physical things going on, it's not realistic to think that you're going to run a marathon this week. Um, however, if you start by doing what you can do and work up to it, it is very, very possible that at some point in the future, depending on your circumstances, you will be able to achieve that goal. Uh, but you have to be willing to do the, the take those dedicated steps in between so you can get to your, you can get to your final goal. And, that final goal, do you think that, that people sell themselves short sometimes? Absolutely. I think that people uh, dramatically overestimate what they can do in a short period of time. And I think they dramatically underestimate what they can do over a long period of time. And I go back to the example of um, where, whether you're trying to, you know, eliminate credit card debt or you're trying to save or whatever it is, you may only be able to save a little bit of money every month. And it may not seem like it's like it's very much in a short period of time. But over the long haul, those things are going to compound in your favor. And you'll look back and say, wow, that I was able to do a lot more over the, the long haul than I thought I was going to be able to do over the over the short term. And it's got to be an important thing you talk about the importance of routines and checklists and obviously when you are flying an F-18 need to make sure that everything is operating the way that it's supposed to. There's a reason that, that the pilot when one commercial airplanes walks around the thing to make sure that everything's in place. Um, certainly um, when you're talking about what you were doing, everything is, is, is critical and that's not necessarily the case for, for me or for most people out there, but it is super important just to be reminding ourselves on a daily basis of, you know, this is why I'm putting myself through this tough stuff. Right. And I think when you, when you start, start something that at the beginning seems like it's kind of difficult, once you get that into your routine, I think this is a perfect, perfect example. When I started uh, the financial planning firm with my son, who was really young at the time, some, something in my life was going to give. And for me, that, that was, that was going, that was going to the gym. Because uh, I was working on my firm, came home from work, had to um, do do my part of uh, the, the child raising when I got home. Didn't leave a lot of time to go to the gym, but but eventually that that 
was not sustainable. So I had to get back into my, my physical fitness routines. So here in town, I was able to find a um, gymnasium that had you know, childcare associated with the, you know, with the membership. So um, at the beginning, when I started taking my son with me to go to the gym, it was, it was a new, it was a new routine. It was hard to work that into my um, schedule because financial planning, especially when you're working in the firm the way that I am, it can be very engrossing. You can spend a lot of time on it. So I had to make a, make some boundaries. But now, since I've been taking my son to the gym for probably the last year and a half, it's it's embedded into my routines. So it's not as it's not as unusual when I start when I do it. And we're all better off, you know. For my my firm is better. I'm better. Uh, my son and I get to spend some time together, going you know to and from. It's really been a been a great thing. And I think there's a lot of similarities that people can do with their own personal finances uh, and their life, you know, for that matter, that are, you know, quite similar. Got it. So when we talk about financial planning, um, I, I think that it certainly requires process and checklists and, 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 and routines, but if you would just give us your, your thoughts on what it really means to, to look at somebody's overall financial picture. Well, for me, I am I am a one hundred percent fee only uh, all aspect you know financial planner. The financial services industry umbrella is very broad, and a lot of different folks fall under that you know, umbrella. For me, I'm I'm in the fee only space, meaning that I sell no 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 products whatsoever. Uh, for example, insurance uh, you know related products, and I try to do much more than just manage uh, investments. For me, I look at um, five main practice areas that are that apply to to most all of the clients uh, with whom I work. Uh, first is estate planning. Um, second is tax planning. Uh, then I go into risk assessment, look at people's insurance coverages. I don't sell the products, but I certainly can comment on the coverages that they have and recommend any uh, how to fill any gaps they have in their, in their coverages. Cash flow analysis uh, as well. And then and finally, in, in, in investment management. And then if folks are looking for uh, anything specific that are that's unique for their own needs, for example, self-employed uh, retirement plans, that kind of thing, then uh, I can craft um, some unique uh, solutions to, to the problems that they have or the issues they have with those with those areas. Nice. I appreciate that. So you obviously think that the way you're doing things is the correct way to do it. Um, is is it a matter of it just makes sense to to look at the aspects that, uh, that 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 we've just been talking about and how they all fit together versus just focusing, say, on investments? Well, I think it's important to, to me the way that I do I do financial planning. Um, I think it's an end to end you know process that that encompasses multiple areas. For example, I don't think, in in my view, uh, some people may see it differently. I don't believe that you can manage someone's investments um, optimally, or at least try to try to optimize them without having an eye on their income tax situation, because um, those things are very closely linked in people's you know financial lives. So, in my view, trying to incorporate multiple areas of one's you know finances makes financial planning a real art, uh, because there are some cascading effects on multiple areas of people's lives, most, excuse me, uh, people's financial lives, uh, when you're trying to manage their overall, uh, you know, financial picture. Got it. Well, I think that, that certainly makes sense. Yep. She so talked about how, how you lived essentially all over the world from Japan, Australia, Guam, 
Memphis, <laughs> and then and then and, and then growing up growing up in the South, those were all different places. And he talked about how the military provided you such a rich experience of meeting so many different great people from so many different walks of life and in different stages of their lives. And I think if if you're just for me, if I open up social media, if I open up Twitter, I want to pull my hair out because. It seems like there's so many aspects of the world which are terrible, but at the same time, I know that there's so many aspects of our lives that are so good right now, and I also really think that that informs the way that 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 I behave, and certainly with my money. Do you have thoughts on 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 how important it is to 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 have a, a healthy perspective, and then how that translates to your financial situation? Well, I think in the in the media, especially, we are fed a steady diet of, um, I wouldn't say doom and gloom exclusively, but there's there's a lot of opinion, a lot of people uh, forecasting that things will be perhaps worse or not as good as they are you know, today. And I think it's important that there's, in the history of mankind, in my view, there's never been a better time to be alive. If you look at all the things that are going on well, um, that are going on in the world that are just going so well, they're just underreported. Um, medical advances, um, poverty. Uh, now, granted, there are certainly some things that, that we can do better, that there's no doubt about that. But the strides that we've made um, just in the last uh, century until now have been truly you know, remarkable. And, you know, the best days of the world in the United States in you know, particular are definitely, at, they're ahead of us. They're, they're not behind us. And about that, I, I am absolutely certain about that. So I think when people are incorporating or, or they're, you know, going through their lives and they're looking at social media or the news or whatever it is, I think it's important to keep a healthy, you know, perspective and uh, try not to lose, lose the, lose sight of all the things that are going on in the world that are going very well. Yeah. And that's certainly something that, that I think and talk a lot about just for myself personally, how it's so important to keep things in perspective. So, and to your point, there's good and there's bad, but I love it. Well, Chris Savage nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? So the difference-making tip I have is that for folks specifically related to their personal finances, you, is you have to spend less money than you make. Um, that's just the iron rule of personal finance, and we, we can never uh, forget that. You can you can distort that rule for a time uh, via you know, credit cards or other kind of borrowing, but at the end of the day, over the long term, your your outflows that you spend have to be less than how much that you're taking in, and. Secondly, you have to figure out how to make money while you sleep. Uh, because if you don't, you're going to be working for the rest of your life. And for most of us, that means you're going to have to have some of your money that you take in in income that you commit towards investments that will grow for you over the long term. And that will give you the opportunity to have financial independence so that you can have control of your own time and focus on those things that are important to you. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on, come on, Chris. Chris, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How 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 can they get in touch? So for me, uh, I am online. You can go to my firm's website at www.resilientam.com. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at resilientam, and then 
you can also email or call me. My contact information is on the uh, on the website. Um, I one of my differentiators offered to my clients is accessibility. So if you call, uh, you're most likely going to get me without any kind of touchstone touchstone menus. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Chris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to resilientam.com. Check out all the great information, all the great resources that Chris has, and take them up and reach out to him. Thank you again, Chris. No problem. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.